Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Let's bring in right now from Sports Illustrated, the Tennis Channel, and of course, 60 Minutes. He is just back from... Europe. I believe he's back from Europe. He is John Wertheim. John, appreciate the time this evening. You got it. Just just back, as in uh, within the hour. Good, uh, good to talk to you. How are you? Ah, good to hear your voice and good to catch up. Besides the French Open, which we will address, what were some of the trip highlights for you? Oh man, um, I was I was over there an awful long time. You um, were, but uh, no, I, I mean it's just. Living living abroad is a different experience. I finally got uh, some long overdue appreciation for European football, aka soccer, and um, you know, and then the tennis was uh, ten- tennis didn't disappoint either. Certainly did, and Rafael Nadal does it again, fourteen times to be exact. Has any athlete dominated one event in any sport? like Nadal at Roland Garros. I mean, you talk about Tiger or Jack at Augusta, John, or Roger Federer at Wimbledon, even Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. It doesn't seem like Rafa at Roland Garros. Somebody was saying, uh, you, you don't win your club championship in you know, Poughkeepsie 14 times. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm at a loss. I mean, this is not to denigrate any other athlete, but I, I can't imagine another athlete and not, not just dominating, but starting when you're a teenager through when you're 36 in, in a sport that everyone in the world plays. I mean, even, even in tennis, I mean, this is a much different talent pool than it was 25, 30 years ago where they, they play this sport everywhere. Um, it, it's a great sort of, you know, we were putting that out there, about who, is there any more intense athlete? Is there any more individual competitor that's tougher? I mean, this was his, this was his 14th final and he won every single one of them. So it's not even as though, uh, he, you know, somebody was giving him a run when he when the trophy is sitting there in the in the corner of the court. It's it's just extraordinary. And again, I mean, he he started this uh, more than half his lifetime ago. It is amazing. It really is. When they showed the pictures from his first win up until the current one, and the fact that his foot fell asleep is even more intriguing. I don't know what that means with his foot falling asleep. He didn't look asleep if his foot was. Yeah, I I think um, I mean, that was sort of one of the I mean that was one reason why a lot of people didn't self included didn't pick him to win. But he really has this degenerative foot problem, and this isn't a new injury. And he sort of said, "Look, uh, I'm going to play this through, and I'll tell you I'll tell you all about it after the tournament. I don't want this to sort of contaminate the tennis." And then as soon as it was over, he explained the the you know the, the numbing injections and the, the just the amount of, of strain, the amount of time it took for him just to be able to get out there. And I think 
you know, we, we've known about this injury for a long time. I mean, I'm, I, ironically enough, this is the injury that prevents him from playing when he was 17 in 2004. I mean, this is a chronic degenerative foot injury, and it, it sort of seems to come and go when he had his podiatrist with him who did some, you know, he, he probably gets a 10% bonus. I mean, that, that foot doctor uh, did some magic because when we saw Nadal in April, everyone thought, you know, we, we may never see this guy again. And then he's back to back to doing what he's always done. But, I, you know, I mean, I think it's, it's a bit bittersweet that you realize he's going to some extraordinary lengths just to be able to do this. Do you believe that was his last French Open, and now he has 22 grand slams? We know that. I still believe right now he is the greatest of all time. We'll see if he finishes that way. But there was a lot of speculation. That was the last time he'll play that event. I mean, the big rumor yesterday was that uh, Roger Federer was going to present him with the trophy, and that was going to be Nadal's last match. And there wasn't much suspense in the match itself, but there was a lot of suspense in the, uh, in the trophy presentation. And he sort of stood up there and everybody was tuning in. And then he just kind of said, look, uh, as long as my body holds up, I'll keep fighting. So, I mean, I, I honestly think that's really what it comes down to. I think, you know, he loves what he's doing. It's a little, you know, the, the guy, the guy played in the French open final and he dropped six games. So, you know, I mean, it's, it's probably hard to walk away from that. But I also think, you know, you're, you're 36 years old, and if his body is really this stubborn, maybe this will be his last. I think it's all about his pain threshold and whether, uh, you know, how, how bad this foot gets. And currently he is the greatest of all time. Do you think he will finish that way, John? Oh, man. Um, I know. You know it's I mean, hard a lot of to that, predict. No, it's a great it's, – it's a fun parlor game. And a lot of that comes down to your, your definition. I mean, I do think that – the fact that he's a, a such a you know same same you know so such a thoroughly decent guy, I think probably uh, in some people's eyes may may tip, tip the scale. I, I I'm inclined to think that Djokovic, who is who is a full year younger, who's healthier, who hasn't won a major in a year, but I think you know still has some runway, still has some some pavement ahead. And I also think, what do you do about this 14? majors you know there's 14 at the french open on the one hand it's extraordinary i mean there's no doubt he's the best clay court player of all time but he's won wimbledon twice and he's won australia twice um do you wish the distribution which way does the distribution cut is it, is it a point in his favor that he's so dominated one of them or does it mean that you know others are maybe a bit more well-rounded um i i am inclined to still think Djokovic just because he's going to have more opportunities um, ultimately ends up with more, but I think you're right. I mean, I think right now, if, if the you know if the music stopped right now, it'd be Nadal, and um, I do think he probably gets some bonus points for being a great sportsman as well. So uh, no, it's a lot. It's a lot of fun. I think um, we'll sort of wait wait until they've all played their last match. But right now, he's definitely sort of dead. Yeah, you're you're right. It's a fun, healthy debate. We're speaking with. Sports Illustrated, the Tennis Channel, and 60 Minutes, John Wertheim. When he beat Djokovic, which it was a shame that was earlier in the draw than some preferred, I thought it was a foregone conclusion. Whoever wins that match is going to ultimately win the tournament. Same with you? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it sort of, usually you play quarterfinal, semifinal, final. This sort of had the opposite feel, that, uh, that the quarterfinal was the final, the semifinal was the semifinal, and then the last match was the sort of formality. Um, I think that a lot of this also was just this is 
what happens when two guys don't play as often as, as perhaps they, they could and they should. I mean, it's just one of these flukes of the draw that the three best players with the best chance to win were bunched together. And there was this sort of sense of anticlimax a little bit. You had this great Tuesday night match, and it's Djokovic and Nadal, 59th time. One of them's got 21 majors. One of them's got 20 majors. They've played, you know, the, the previous year, they played in the final in 2020. There's all this history, and you're like, wait, this is a Tuesday night quarterfinal? This should be, like, for all the marbles. And so uh, there, there was a little bit of anticlimax after that. No doubt about it. Let's move to the women's side. And young Coco Goff at the age of 16 came in second in singles and doubles. But, man, she's getting close, John, very close. Uh, you said it. And apart from that, uh, she is so thoroughly likable. I mean, I kept saying, like, n- nobody said, who is that? I mean, we've known about her for years and years. And she had this breakthrough when she, remember, she won on center court when she was 15 years old. I mean, this is not a surprise. But even as familiar as we are with her, I, th- I think she really revealed herself. And she won six matches. She played the doubles final as well. She couldn't quite close the deal in either of them. But I think uh, A, it's clear this is a question of uh, of when and not if. And also it's clear that she is just absolutely extraordinary and not just as a tennis player. Oh, she's going to be very popular at the U.S. Open once again this summer. Can't wait to see her in person. I got a few quick questions for you about my favorite and America's favorite TV program, 60 Minutes. Uh, you guys keep it fresh. Every week, I, I got to ask you, is that year-round in terms of introducing the stories each week? I was watching last night as you introduced the story about a pipeline. Uh, some may seem dated, but yet when you guys come in and introduce the story, you refer to something that maybe transpired within the last week or month. So I don't know if you guys are year-round or just come in and make it seem like it's year-round. Um, yeah, I mean, this is this is network TV, so... Um summers tend to be a little to, you know, summers are when the reruns there sometimes of course but a lot of, no but a lot of these stories are sort of great stories and people say hey whatever happened to the x and these are story you know these are fluid news stories that need updating um and i think i mean honestly i was i was uh in paris last night but i, I it was a piece on the um on the oil spill and mm-hmm. I, I think we, we sort of updated that to stay fresh with and you know, things things have changed since that aired a few months ago. Well, I knew you weren't in studio. I knew you were just coming back from Europe. All right, one other question, because the last time I had you on, your phone died as I was just about to ask you this question. There was a past episode, one in which you went to Amsterdam to speak on the whole Anne Frank ordeal, and the whistleblower turned out to be an insider with Jewish heritage, which was extremely disappointing. Uh, the night I watched it uh, many months ago, I never got to ask you about the story, how it was uncovered, how did 60 Minutes sort of break the story, or did they just add a new twist to it because it was the first I had heard of it when I saw it, John, and it really was a remarkable piece. Oh, I appreciate that. Um, my, my phone has plenty of juice. No, I give all credit to my <laughs> producer, who I uh, had a London-based, he was London-based at the time and sort of had been working with sources in the Netherlands and there was a book in conjunction with that. And I think that the deal was basically, you know, let's, let's coordinate this. So nobody's scooping anyone. And there was, I mean, the, the story is basically, you know, they, they brought in an old FBI man to head up this investigation and it was a, a, a cold case. And it was, um, you know, sort of, sort of using modern day 
investigative techniques to look into this 80-year-old mystery. And this all, all credit to the producer who um, did the, the, a lot of the legwork. And, you know, I was sort of l- lucky enough to uh, be the reporter and be the correspondent and in, interview the subjects and the the author and the FBI man. But um, this, this story was sort of years in the making. It was fabulous. It had me on the edge of my seat throughout the piece. So, again, I want to commend you on that months after it. But, again, it's my first chance to do it. Appreciate you coming on after a busy time across the pond and over in Europe. And welcome back to the U.S. And we'll speak to you again soon. You got it. Anytime. All right, John Wertheim joining us again from Sports Illustrated, the Tennis Channel, and, of course, every Sunday night at 7 p.m. on 60 Minutes, which remains my favorite Sunday program. Despite all the great Sunday shows that are on, that's a staple in the Coleman household and in my household moving forward. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.